Hi, everyone. Welcome to Packers Unscripted from Packers.com. I am Mike Spofford sitting next to the one and only Wes Hodkowitz. We're coming to you here from our studios at Lambeau Field. Wes, our final show of the week, Packers Bears Sunday noon central kickoff at Lambeau Field. It's almost here. And as we wrap up the week, that means keys to victory. So as the Packers Search for win number 11, trying to get to 11-3 and three before they hit the road for the final two regular season games of the year. What's it going to take in this one? Consistency. And that's one of the things we heard this week from Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur. And I think it, it, it isn't just an, a comfortable cliche, though. It's something that I think there's a lot of truth to. Because if you look at the way that this offense, defense, and special teams have performed throughout the year, if you could put together all their top performances, they could compete with any team in the league. But it's about, okay, what are you going to get out of those three phases in any given week? And who's going to be the one that kind of rises above? Because that's been the kind of the – when their ten victories – one particular phase always seems to stand out. Yeah. And I, I just think that when you hear guys talk about this in the locker room, we haven't played our best game yet. We haven't played a four-quarter game yet. There is truth to that. Now, don't get me wrong, it's been enough to be 10-3, and three, and there's you know 20-some teams in this league right now that would do anything to have 10 victories at this juncture of the season. But it's what Matt LaFleur keeps saying in terms of what's still out there for them. They feel like there's still things that they can accomplish. And... When I look at this offense in particular, just the offense, with Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard, all these other pieces that we've talked about, they've all shined independently in different games and different scenarios. Can you get them all on the same page yeah, together, right. uh, whether it's this week or Minnesota or Detroit? I just think that's critical for them trying to mount a playoff push here to finally you know, see what that looks like when you can get everything clicking on all cylinders. Yeah, I think you and I both agree that this Packers team has not played its best game yet. I think both of us believe, as Matt LaFleur has continued to say, as Aaron Rodgers has also said, there is another level out there for this team. But there's no guarantee you're going to get there. Right. You still you still have to find it. You have to push your level of play there. And then you have to try to maintain yourself at that at that level of play for as long as possible. And I agree with you. I think whether it's th- whether it's this Sunday against the Bears, whether it's next week on Monday night against Minnesota, I think the Packers need to find that level. And uh, then that will set themselves up potentially to make a run in January here. As far as this Bears team is concerned, I think the Packers have to be ready for you know, what do you call it? The the punch in the mouth, the, yeah. the, the, the haymaker. I mean, this Bears team, they are they are fired up. They they were taking a lot of hits from all directions. The midpoint of the season, they had dropped to, I believe it was three and five yeah. at, at the midway point. Yes. They were three and five yes. after eight games. Everybody was writing them off. Because they've won four of the last five. Yeah, they've won four of their last five now, including three in a row. They're coming in here with, as we talked about way back at the beginning of the week, their season is on the line. They are going to absolutely pull up, pull out all the stops. They're coming off of back-to-back Thursday games, so they've had a little bit of extra rest since the uh, their big Thursday night victory at home last week against Dallas. I think the Packers really, the Packers have to be ready for a team. I know it's a cliche to say you're going to get their best shot. The Packers really are going to get the Bears' best shot on Sunday. There's no doubt in my mind about that. I've always had a lot of respect for Matt Nagy. I think he's a brilliant offensive mind. I think what he was able to accomplish in Kansas City and then come into Chicago. 
it, it goes without saying at this point that he's a good football coach. I think what we learned this year about him is he's a good leader. And for them to be able to pull out of this, there's Chicago Bears teams, I can tell you, and, I, and this isn't an indictment on any particular coach, but where there were years where if they fall three and five, that's oh, yeah. just it. Yeah, the it unraveling's was, it was, begun. It was over. And that's what they were hearing from the outside. Yeah. That it was like, oh, the Bears with Matt Nagy, they're a one-year wonder. They went 12-4. and four. They got knocked out of the playoffs, and that's it. You know, yeah. and it's like, because, do they need to find another quarterback instead of Trubisky? All of that was going on in Chicago. Now all of a sudden, they're seven and six, and they're fighting for everything they can get. And make no mistake, the Green Bay Packers need to win this game on Sunday. They need to take care of what they need to take care of. They have ten wins. The Bears have seven. And the Bears, even though they've called themselves back, it hasn't been against premier NFL talent. Granted. Now, all that considered, why I bring this all up is, let's just say the Packers do take care of business. It is still important for the Bears to finish strong here because I don't think you're going to see. Uh, a dissemination of just this entire you know organization they still want to be within that reach of the playoffs to give themselves some confidence to give themselves some belief that okay 2020 we could still stay on this trajectory Mitchell Trubisky can be our guy and our defense is going to be the group that we think it is yeah the Packers need to kind of ease them into that next season that's their goal I mean Aaron Jones even talked about it he didn't really realize this to be honest with you I didn't realize this the Chicago Bears in almost an exact same scenario last year effectively shut the door on the Packers playoff hopes right. with that victory late in the season right now Green Bay wants to do the same yeah from an X's and O's standpoint here I mean I think you and I are definitely on the same page as far as this goes. I think defensively for the Packers, this game comes down to how you defend Mitchell Trubisky. And what I mean by that is whether he's doing the read option runs with David Montgomery and Tariq Cohen or whether he's scrambling out of the pocket trying to make plays with his legs, those are the kinds of things the Packers have to be. Matt LaFleur used the word discipline several times at the podium this week. It's discipline with that read option so that you don't just sell out to stop the running back because Trubisky can tuck the ball and run. It's discipline with your pass rush lanes so that when he when he drops back to pass, you're not giving him these easy escape routes right. to be able to, to get to the marker and move the chains on a third and seven, for example. Those are the kinds of things if, if the Packers – if the Packers can contain Mitchell Trubisky and not let him dictate things with his legs, which is what, which is really what he did against Chicago, or I'm sorry, in Chicago against Dallas last week, I think that's uh, that to me that's the whole key to this game and keeping the Bears down. He had 22, excuse me, 228 yards passing on 45 attempts, and the opener was sacked five times. The Packers kept a barrage of pressure in his face, and the edge rushers kept their integrity. That's going to be critical. The other thing I think is going to be critical in this equation is David Montgomery because yes. while Montgomery hasn't had maybe that 200-yard game where, okay, all the Yahoo fantasy and ESPN, everyone's like talking about this guy, he's a star now, and, and people start to want to put him on their roster and make sure he's a top-five talent, and then everybody knows who David Montgomery is. He hasn't had that type of game yet, but he is their best option in the backfield. Now, Tarek Cohen, a nice scat back, but... David Montgomery, the reason they drafted him last year was to be that number one guy. This guy's 220 pounds at 5'10". He's exactly. Got a, he's got a lot of power in that in that body. He's a pistol. Yeah. And for all the things that happened in that opener, we can talk about Trubisky, we can talk about the low-scoring game. I thought the number one mistake the Bears did, and, and this is no disrespect to Mike Davis, I have a lot of respect for how he able he was able to claw himself back and make a career out of this thing for himself, but they pulled the Band-Aid half off this offseason. Yep. You either got to go all the way or you got to keep it on. And what I mean by that is they got rid of Jordan Howard and then they signed 
Davis to a two-year deal, who for the most part is a very similar type back. If you're going to usher in the David Montgomery era for a running back, usher in the David Montgomery yeah. era. He didn't get nearly enough touches in that opener. And we're seeing it now. Yeah, and Davis yeah. really wasn't able to get anything going, and they weren't able to run the ball. We can talk forever about all the things that went wrong with Trubisky in that game. He didn't have a chance to get the run game going at all. And it doesn't matter if it's the Packers defense. It doesn't matter who you're playing. If you are one-dimensional with a third-year quarterback that has certain limitations, it's going to be a long day at the office. I, I just think that not only containing Trubisky, but also making sure that you hold Montgomery in check. Yeah. Because this time he's going to get the touches, Mike. It's yeah. not going to be like the opener where he got six or seven carries and then a couple catches. I mean, yeah, he's no, going to be a 15-18 touch guy. Yeah, no question about it. You look at last week, Trubisky had 60-plus rushing yards against the Cowboys. That was by far his biggest total of 2019 and actually his second largest rushing total of his career. So that's the sign that he's getting back to being that running and scrambling Mitch Trubisky yeah. that we saw the first couple years of his career. And with regard to Montgomery, 86 rushing yards last week against Dallas. That's this, that's his second highest total yeah. of his rookie season. He has one 100-yard game. He had 135 yards, I believe it was, in, in one game this season. But the 20 carries for 86 yards in the last game against the Cowboys – that's what I think the Packers are going to see on yeah. Sunday. He is going to be the bell cow. He's going to be the number one running back. And that read option stuff, you know, uh, you know, the the whole mesh point thing and is Trubisky gonna hand it or pull it, all that. I think I think that's where this Bears offense is starting to kind of just get more comfortable yeah. with itself because Montgomery is settling into being that number one back here at the tail end of his rookie season. And and Matt LaFleur said all the right things about Dallas's defense and, and what he thought about him. I'm gonna tell you right now, for me, Cowboys defense has been a letdown this season. Absolutely. I thought how they defended the read option was very uninspired in that yeah. game. Yeah, it was, um, it was like for they how were much ignoring. speed they have, yeah. right, at the inside linebacker. Position. There, were, there were just assignments being ignored. You, yeah. you could see it on the film. So that's where I think for the Packers, it's going to be being disciplined. It's going to be making yeah. sure that you are holding your gaps and, and playing with integrity. But the other thing is, too, as you mentioned, I mean, you have to have the read to be able to have the option. And that's yeah. why the Montgomery and Trubisky partnership, I think, has worked out so well, especially this year where he hasn't really had Trubisky hasn't had all of his trusted weapons that that maybe he developed his his you know last season. So, I again I, I just I look at Trubisky. I look at being able to pressure him, but being able to keep him in the pocket, not allowing him to creep you know kind of streak out into space. And in terms of Montgomery, making sure that you keep a hat on him for four quarters because if you don't, they're going to be able to move the chains. Yeah. Well, I'm going to throw a stat at you, and then um, after that, in an unrelated matter, I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. Here's something I found, Wes. First quarters of games this year, the Packers have outscored their opponents 98 to 46. Okay, that's better than a two to one ratio. Yeah. We've talked about how how much getting off to a fast start in games has been a big part of the formula for the Packers getting to double digit wins. But listen to this: in the third quarter, the Chicago Bears have outscored their opponents 98 to 30. Wow, more than a three to one ratio. So. Whereas the Packers come out of the locker room at the beginning of the game trying to make their statement you know, and, and set yeah. the pace, the Bears come out of the locker room at halftime and they're going to throw some punches there. They, that, that's when they have taken control of the games that they have won. So I think that's something to keep in mind as we go into Sunday looking at the beginning of the first half and the beginning of the second half. The question I want to ask you, though, we all know about Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, and Aaron Jones and everything he means. We've seen so many different guys throughout the course of this season for the Packers 
be that complimentary piece on offense in a given game to help put this team over the top and get the points that are needed for a victory. Is there somebody in that perimeter skill position group that you think might be that complimentary piece on Sunday? It's Robert Tanyan uh, is the guy I look towards right now because I thought we saw him look like himself again last week. You know, he missed five games with that hip injury that he was dealing with and wasn't able, really quite able to get past it and then finally just had the bye week and, you know, was able to rest it up and got back. Last week I thought it showed you the dimension he adds when, when he's right and being able to get that 12-yard touchdown pass I thought was critical. He is the the kind of in-between of all these different tight end personnel because as Matt LaFleur has said going back to the NFL owners meetings in March they want to be a tight end team that's a package that he likes to live in it's a package a lot of those teams running that Shanahan West Coast variety you know version um, they like to use variant yeah. is what the word I was trying to go for there yeah I just think that Tanyan is the guy that not only can play in line, but he can give you some snaps as a, as a you know spread guy as well. He just fits the mold for what the Packers want to do. And I'm not saying he needs to play more than Jimmy Graham or Mercedes Lewis, but I just think that you're seeing how he can be useful in the fact that Aaron Rodgers does have that trust in him. And for a young guy, a second-year player that was an undrafted free agent, this just screams to me like the type of game where they could make some hay in the middle of the field. And, and Tanyan, I think, could be a really good conduit to accomplishing that. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I think that's a good call, and with uh, with the Bears dealing with replacing Roquan Smith yeah. in the middle of the field and all that as well. If I were to pick an, a complimentary piece for this game, I think I have to go with Jamal Williams, and I, I mentioned him as kind of you know my guy, uh, player to watch in our final thoughts video. I because you know you're talking about highs in the teens on Sunday. Yeah. It's going to be cold. Having that that power running back for the short yardage for the goal line stuff, I, I think Jamal Williams could play a pretty big role in this game on Sunday. And looking at his statistics on the season, he was he was on a streak middle portion of the season. He caught a touchdown pass yeah. from Aaron Rodgers in four consecutive games. He still leads the Packers overall this season with five touchdown catches, which is really unusual that you get this late in the season and a running back is is your top guy there. But since that streak of four straight games with a touchdown catch, he hasn't had any. He's gone four games now without a touchdown catch. And I just wonder if, you know, in in the red zone, the goal-to-go situation, if maybe that's uh, something that uh, the Packers pull back out and, uh, and Jamal Williams starts finding the end zone again. I 100% agree with you. And it would be, I think, when you see Jamal, especially in the red area, how effective he can be as both a runner and a pass catcher. Uh, those are things I definitely look for. This game in particular, I really am looking for Aaron Jones, though. And, wh and why I say that is if you go back over the last two and a half years, playing the Chicago Bears has not been kind to Aaron Jones. <laughs> Very um, true. There have been injuries. There have yep. been times where he just, you know, like the, the opener, he only had 13 carries for 39 yards. Yeah. I just feel like these next two weeks, man, if you want to make a real statement, I don't care what the scoreboard looks like. I don't care what even the result is, but if you want to make a statement that says this team is a team to be messed with in the playoffs, if you can get Aaron Jones to really break out 120 total yards, 130 total yards, and a do it against a defense the caliber of Chicago and or Minnesota, sure. that makes a statement. I hear when you. When we talk about the consistency side of it. Yep, I hear now, you. all that being said is Aaron Jones doesn't need 30 touches to do that. We've seen it. He can do that in 15 to 20 touches fine. There's still room there for Jamal Williams, and every single time someone asks about Aaron Jones, Matt LaFleur is quick to mention Jamal Williams is a big part of this too Yeah. because what makes them so great together, it's not just their chemistry, it's not just their friendship that makes this all work together. 
It's the fact that despite being entirely different running backs, they both fit the scheme well. Uh, they both can run the inside zone concepts, and they can succeed in their own ways. The yards are there. I, I think people sometimes forget if something would happen, and you do not want this by any means for Aaron Jones, but let's say he ends up being knocked out for a season in week two. Jamal Williams is a guy that could easily be a 1,000-yard back in this league. I agree. He has the durability yep. for it. He's yep. a guy that I think could be a mutter that late in the season can really ramp things up. That hasn't been his role, and he hasn't complained about that at all in Green Bay. But make no mistake, there's a lot of times I keep drawing these comparisons to, to Edgar Bennett. I really feel like this is the guy that could be an every-down back if you need him to be, and sometimes people forget that. Aaron Jones is flashy, he's really fun, you can do different things with him, and he's rounded out his game as a pass catcher and a pass protector. But Jamal Williams is a big part of this too. So to your original point, it would not surprise me at all if a guy like him actually came out and balled out on Sunday. Yeah. Well, looking at what else is going on in Week 15 around the NFL, obviously a lot of games impacting where the Packers stand and where they can potentially go. Just to lay out a couple of different scenarios, one is the Packers can clinch a playoff spot this week. If they get a victory and if the Cowboys can beat the Rams, a Packers win and a Rams loss would assure Green Bay of a playoff spot no matter what would happen over the final two weeks. As far as the NFC North is concerned, the Packers can win this division one of two ways. You can either beat the Bears this week and the Lions in Week 17, or you can beat the Vikings in Week 16. If you do it either way, you will win the NFC North. Now, obviously, you can't play the Vikings this week, so you might as well beat the Bears. <laughs> and if you do that, you give yourself essentially the option of winning one of the last two yeah. in order to win the division. So that's where the Packers sit. And with regard to potential seeding in the playoffs, we all know Green Bay controls the situation for potentially getting one of those first-round buys, getting a top-two seed. If the Packers win their final three games, they will have a week off in the postseason in January. So the first one, amidst all that mix that affects the Packers, is Cowboys hosting the Rams in terms of the immediate trying to clinch a playoff spot. What do you think here, Wes? I think moving forward, I'm going to just start referring to you as Mike the Playoff Situation. <laughs> I think that's going to be my nickname for you. I um, enjoy I enjoy, so, it. I enjoy wrapping my brain around it. I'll yeah, it's, it. it's awesome. I'm glad you do because... I, my IQ isn't high enough to be able to figure all this stuff out. Okay, so here's the way I have always looked at this, right? You shop for groceries every once in a while? Yeah, abs I did this morning so, before I came to work. So are you the fact. guy that puts together your list before you go, or are you the guy that just kind of keeps it in the back of your mind and just feels no, out I got, in there? No, I got to have a list, okay, man. Okay, so I'm the feeling out guy. Okay. I've never had a yeah, list see, for I groceries in my life. I couldn't go life. shopping with you. You'd take too long. I probably would. So anyway... <laughs> So I go through the grocery store and I pick up what I need. Maybe get an impulse buy here or there. You know, hey, let's have some fun. Get crazy at age 32. Um, but this is the way I also look at playoff scenarios, right? Yeah. Because you can make your list. That's fine. The way I look at it is that every single week it's picking up an apple. It's picking up your carrots. It's picking up your salad. It's picking up your cereal, your milk, your yogurt, whatever. If you can do that for three more weeks here, yeah. you get a buy, man. Yeah, no doubt. And and I keep reiterating this over and over and over, but I remember sitting in 
man, was it? I gotta actually remember how I did this. Was it the Georgia Dome or was it Mercedes Benz at that point in '16 when they lost? It was still Georgia Dome. It was still the Georgia Dome. Oh yeah. I remember sitting there in that news in the press conference after with Rogers, and and I keep bringing this up, but he kept talking about we have to play these games yep. in Green Bay. I've 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 had I've played that soundbite in my mind from yeah. losing the Packers losing that NFC Championship game in Atlanta, and Rogers just said, you know, these are the kind of games we have to play at Lambeau. That's you, that's what's going to get this team to the next stage. And for the first time, Mike, since what 2014? Yeah. The Green Bay Packers are in a position right, right now. They don't right. need the San Francisco 49ers to lose three straight. They don't need the Saints to lose two out of three. They don't need Minnesota to go on a slide here. They don't need Detroit to fall apart to win a division. Right. They need to win three games. Yeah, they're in command of, uh, of their own situation. So, yeah, you win Minnesota, Detroit, Chicago, any of those variations, those permutations. But if you keep winning, you win on Sunday – you find a way to win in U.S. Bank. You take care of business against Detroit. Well, suddenly, you remember that whole run the table thing in 16? <laughs> you got a comparable streak now going into the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. That's why I think these are so valuable, and that's why I really do truly respect what Matt LaFleur says when he says just 1-0, win this game in front of you. Because yep. if you and you put hit it, the reset button every week because because we it's a week-to-week league. Everything starts over every Monday. And the point I want to make is no matter what's on that list, no matter what you thought about going into that store, if your cart is full as you go to that register, the groceries are in the basket, right? <laughs> there you go. I mean, you have collected what you need to collect going into the playoffs. And I think, Mike, if this team really could stay healthy here these last couple of weeks, what a benefit it would be to them then to be able to have yeah. a bye and be able to actually bring this thing back to Lambeau Field in January, which is a special place to play postseason football. Yeah, no doubt about it. That would that would be uh, special if the Packers can get back to that. Rams are at the Cowboys. The Vikings are at the Chargers. Yep. A second West Coast trip in three weeks for Minnesota, so obviously Packers Chargers looked good last week. We'll have, yeah, they did. They racked up, what was it, 45 points, yeah. I think it was. They could still in, play in with victory. anybody. So, um, yeah, the Chargers are definitely not mailing it in, even though they're not really in the playoff hunt. Other games, I'm sure Packers fans will have their eye on. The Seattle Seahawks travel to Carolina, so you keep an eye on what Seattle is doing. The San Francisco 49ers are at home against the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons, like the most up and down, <laughs> maybe the most unpredictable team in the entire NFC this year. But um, that's a game that Packers fans will have their eye on as well. And then the New Orleans Saints, um, I believe that's on Monday night. New yeah. Orleans is hosting the Indianapolis Colts, the Colts who are suddenly fighting for their playoff lives when a couple of weeks ago they looked like they were in great shape. And now the Colts have to go into the Superdome. Who's the executive like sitting in the room like, week 15, let's go Colts-Saints on Monday night football. Well, get this. Next week, the Saints are playing the Tennessee Titans. The Saints are playing two AFC games, AFC that? opponents back-to-back in weeks 15 and 16. I don't know how anybody comes up with that schedule. But uh, but yeah, that's Monday that's night where football. it is. And then Colts and, then the and Saints, Saints. The, and the stakes Saints don't have, get any higher. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, the Colts were a playoff team last year. No, nobody, it's just like they nobody don't saw even play Andrew Luck's retirement coming. I know, yeah. but yeah. I mean, I, I can I can all I'm saying is I can see back in the spring where people would say, oh, the Colts and the Saints, like late in the year, that actually looks like it could be an just, intriguing matchup. And right now it doesn't yeah. because the because the Colts are really stumbling and uh, the Saints are already a division champ. Yeah, I just think it's funny. It's just AFC versus NFC on Monday. But whatever. Monday night football schedule never makes any sense anyway. Uh, Rams and Cowboys, this, yeah. is, this is the game for the Cowboys. If you have any chance of winning this division, you have to win this game because if you lose to the Rams and go 6-8 and eight against Philadelphia next week, good luck. Yeah. 
I mean, I don't care how beat up the Eagles are at right. this point, but if you're, if right. you, I mean, there is something to having a, a semblance of momentum during a playoff. I mean, you got to be able to win this to at least convince yourself that you're a playoff yeah. team. Do you think the Cowboys win that game at home? Man, the Rams are playing pretty good right now. I think now. the Rams and are the playing. And the Cowboys are probably one of the, it seems to me, and I don't have stats to back this up, it seems to me the Cowboys are one of the worst home teams in the NFL right now. Yeah, they, like they haven't. Kind they of have, just flipping the coin. Yeah, they there. haven't played well at home. The one thing I will say, I do think the Rams are playing really well. I think they're a tough out right now. But if the Cowboys are going to regroup at all, it's the same thing the Bears yeah. are doing coming off of the back-to-back Thursday games. The Cowboys ended up losing both. They lost on Thanksgiving, then they lost last Thursday against Chicago. At least they've had a little bit of extra time to regroup. If they're going to find something, it's got to be this week against the Rams. And if they do, that's something that could help the Packers. Yeah, and, and I really do. I think the Chargers are going to be an interesting matchup there for I the think, Vikings. Yeah. Well, I know we'll be scoreboard watching yeah. that one as we're uh, putting together all our post-game content after Sunday's game and to close on this one the game that you're probably only your grandfather's talking about tampa bay going to detroit uh the, <laughs> I, I just want to mention this okay uh bruce aaron's team is playing pretty well right now yeah. they seem to be kind of not having as many turnovers now the reason you want the buccaneers to win this is i think you want to get that week 17 game against the lions down to we just want to end the season like detroit has just there's nothing there's no reason to put stafford back out there's nothing else and a victory for the Buccaneers would help accomplish that. Yeah, Bruce Arians seems to be kind of changing the culture down there. In he Tampa is. Bay. I'll give him some. And they have a good there. defense. Like yeah. that's the thing; they've turned yeah. the ball over a lot this year. But I mean, defensively, they're doing some good things. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, we are going to call it a wrap on this edition of Packers Unscripted. Be sure to follow all of our coverage of the team and everything with regards to with, with regard, excuse me, to Sunday's big to game on Sunday at Lambeau Field. It'll all be on Packers.com. Be sure to check out the Packers YouTube channel for all the great video content and subscribe to us, like us on iTunes and other podcast services. For Wes, I'm Mike. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you next time.